to Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Yes, everyone, that is Petula Clark singing Downtown. Why am I playing that song? Because this is Pop Tech Radio, part of our continuing coverage of the NAM Show 2019. This is the Music and Technology Trade Show where we are in Anaheim, California. We are across the street from Downtown Disney. Get it? Joining me for part of our continuing coverage of NAM is my good buddy Mike Castanon. We don't even know how many years we've done this. We can't count, but yes, it's, and you can hear in the background, obviously, we're at NAM. Uh, we're at NAM. There's lots of music. There's lots of technology. This is not open to the general public. Uh, unfortunately, if you are a musician, you can't just show up. We kind of bamboozled them to get in and let us do a radio show here, which is why we're here. Um, it's such a fun time, and as musicians and professionals worked in the studio over the years, many both of us, um, it's just a blast to be here. There's 100,000 people here. 100,000, right. I, yep. don't know, I, I know you know many of them. <laughs> They've all been walking by and waving to and you. And they're all asking for our photographs, That's right? exactly it. Selfies with That's them. That's right, selfies with us. And uh, it's just, it's, it's my favorite trade show of the year by far. And I love CES. I was just at CES a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, but NAM has its own special vibe. And I just, I can't get enough. I think I mentioned to you this morning over breakfast, I think I've only missed one NAM since 1985. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's ridiculous. It's nothing to be proud of. But I sure have a good time when I come. And um, we are surrounded by all the toys and tricks and stuff that we buy and are interested in. And it's very dangerous. As uh, one of our guests had mentioned uh, in another sub- segment, it was a good thing they don't take credit cards That's right. Here. You can't buy anything. It's just being shown. Uh, and so, uh, thankfully, we can't buy anything here because I've already made my list of things I want to buy. It's just that much fun to be here. So we are bringing this show hopefully to you and talking a little bit with some of the companies that are here. We're talking uh, just between ourselves about a lot of the technologies that are happening here. And it's, you know, having come to this event for so many years, it is stunning to see, and we've talked about this before, how affordable everything is. It is crazy inexpensive for the most part for what you get and, and small in and size small we're not using trucks portable to exactly we're not we used to when we played in a band together years and years and years ago i had a truck because i had a pickup truck because you had to carry an electric piano and a pa system and guitar amplifiers and drums and everything and and it didn't sound that great <laughs> we sounded awesome but it, the the gear wasn't that good and they've come so far with manufacturing technologies and and the way products are designed and tested ahead of time and with the, the speed that they come to market it's really stunning how all of these things and we see it in consumer electronics of course but we see it here in in the music products and professional world and every year it gets crazier and cheaper and better. And we're lucky to be alive. Always and something new. Always, Always something, something new. new. Yeah. And old, as we discussed last year. And as old. Well, and, and, and that is the other interesting thing. You know, you will walk down the hallway here and you'll see a cello or a flute or a clarinet or a saxophone. And those have been pretty much unchanged for, for decades, if not uh, centuries. And yet, right across the booth from that will be a modeling amplifier or a modeling software for a guitar amplifier, all kinds of other things. It's just, it is mind blowing how big. This, you know, I was at CES, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, 
And CES was about 180,000 people, but it's much more spread out. It wow. kind of takes over Las Vegas. This is over 100,000, and we're in a relatively small area here, right across the street from Disneyland in the Anaheim Convention Center. So it feels even more crowded here today than it has in past years because yes. there's so many people here. And you remember when we were kids, if you could get into the NAM show, you had made it because everybody was, this is pre-internet, remember? And this is where everything was introduced, as it still is, but now you find out about it the same day on the web, of course. But in the old days, you wanted to be here because your heroes were here, the rock stars are here, and today's Saturday when we're recording this show, it's rock star day. It's when all the artists are walking around and... It and and it is up. still a, a fairly exclusive event. It, it is. It's not open to the public, and there are people that try to get in every year. I know friends are always asking us, right, can yeah. you help us get in? And yeah. It's 100,000 people, your closest friends. Your here. closest friends are all here. So stick with us, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to leave you again with Downtown by Petula Clark, mid-60s, one of my all-time favorite tunes. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio from NAM. We're coming right back. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com. Hey, welcome everyone, and welcome back. It is the NAM Show 2019. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, and the gentleman we refer to as the Sage of NAM. Oh, dear. How about the Sage of NAM, Dennis Houlihan? Let's go through the history. You were the former president of Roland U.S., yep. past chairman of NAM. And you have been in the music business, the, the industry of selling musical instruments for a very long time. My entire life. I was going to high school and I started work in a music store in Fresno, California. Fresno, California. Yeah. In, the, in yeah. the San Joaquin Valley. San Joaquin Valley, yes. Up to the 99 here in California. Gospel Music and Supply Company, 2901 North Blackstone, your musical home for the entire San wow. Joaquin Valley. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Amen. Well, and we were talking before you got here. Now, the NAM show came to Anaheim from Chicago. It was in Chicago for many, many years. Well, remember there are two NAM shows. Oh, There's the right. winter show and the summer show. Yes. And in, in going back a long time, the summer show was the big show, and that was at McCormick Place on the lake. In Chicago. In, in Chicago. Okay. And then there was a second show, which started, believe this or not, in the basement of the Marriott Hotel at LAX. Wow. And it was a two-day show, and it was very successful. And it outgrew the basement of the Marriott. This would have been in 73, maybe. Okay. okay, all right. And it moved to Anaheim in the parking garage for the Disneyland Hotel. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. And, and it outgrew the parking structure underneath the hotel, and it moved into one hall in the Anaheim Convention Center. Wow. Now, this is the old Anaheim Convention yeah. on this plot, but, yes, but where we're sitting now didn't exist. No, you of know? course. The response was so good that they moved into two halls. Wow. And it kind of just mushroomed and grew. Meanwhile, attendance and participation in the big summer show began to diminish mm -hmm. as participation here grew. So it was like a teeter-totter. This grew, that contracted to where NAM realized, we don't need to do this summer show, big extravaganza at McCormick Place. 
and all the energy got focused here. And the uh, summer show disappeared for a few years until it resurfaced in Nashville yep. in 1993. Okay. And it was same reaction in Nashville. It grew and grew and grew. So now you've got two strong presentations of music products, Anaheim being the monster and Nashville with Monster Jr. But the yeah. timing's perfect for people for the, for purchases for the second half of the year for retail at Christmas. That's how this all evolved. But now, and we talked uh, in a different segment about the beginning of this show, and I think the NAMM show dates to 1901, yes. give or take. Yeah. And that, was that a summer show back in those days in Chicago? That's, or was it, in no, Chicago? it was in New York. It was Actually, in New York. Yeah, yeah okay. it, started, it was a group of piano retailers who gathered together to show their wares and also to establish a code of ethics for piano retailers because pianos were sold off of the back of wagons in those days. Wow. So you can imagine the smoke and mirrors and yes. some of the stuff that transpired. So it started as piano merchants and then it kind of grew and eventually the industry migrated to the Midwest and that's where so many of the famous companies were, were based. In Chicago. In, in Chicago, Chicago area. Chicago area, right. Yes. And that's how the show grew and expanded and NAM had its roots there. Then so many of the companies moved to California were based there as yeah. Japanese companies, Korean companies, etc. moved into the industry. So NAM's headquarters moved to California. I'll be darned. And the rest is history. Well, and my favorite stat that I think you gave me some years ago was that the big CES show that I was at earlier in the month actually started in the basement of NAM back in the 60s, must have been? Yes, in the basement of the Hilton Hotel. And if you had a badge for the NAM show, you could go into the Consumer Electronics Show. Because music stores that were full-line music stores were selling televisions and sure. hi-fi systems. And know? then the combination of the two, the console systems that had the TV with the hi-fi stereo. And, of course, that had to match the end tables, which matched yes, the piano did. and the piano bench. Uh, you know, so yes. there was a lot of you know, synergy, synergy there. Yeah. So CES finally outgrew the basement and you know get out of the way as that, as yeah. that tremendous show has taken over. Were you in the business before it came to that? Oh, yeah. It came to California? Oh, yeah. The first NAMM show I ever went to was in the Hilton Hotel. I was 15 years old. Wow. And they took furniture out of the rooms, and the products were in the hotel rooms, and you went to... Oh, in the actual rooms? Yeah. You went oh, from so room to room, and the big companies had a suite. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a 15-year-old kid, and the late Eddie Baxter, who was working for Lowry Organs, had done a, a promotion at the store in Fresno, mm-hmm. and I mentioned I was going to Chicago. I was going to go to summer school or at the University of Chicago where my aunt was teaching. And he said, well, the trade show is going to be in Chicago. Would you like to go? <laughs> I said, wow. how long will it take for me to answer you? Yes. And he got me a badge. And so I'm, I'm walking around the show picking up every brochure I can get and learning. And that's how it started. As a 15-year-old. Yeah, wow, 1965. A, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a fascinating story. And so everything's at the Hilton. Yeah. And... CMI, Chicago Musical Instrument Company, which at the time owned Lowry, Gibson, Gibson Epiphone. Yeah. Moog didn't exist yet, but William Lewis Violins, Symmetra Cut Reed, Story and Clark Pianos. They, they were, were powerhouse. Powerhouse. They weren't going to stay at the Hilton with all, the, you know, all of that. They went to the Pitt Congress Hotel two blocks away. So the NAM show had a completely different dynamic then. Well, and here we are so many years later, and it's well over 100,000 people. Well, you know, hospitality now, you go to visit an exhibitor, they'll have bottled water, they might have coffee. You know, wow, this is really cool. In the old days, there was ice in the bathtubs, and they would uh, put soft drinks oh in, my in goodness. the ice in the bathtub. So it's become much more sophisticated. What a difference. Yeah. All right, we did yeah. take a quick commercial break. We were talking with Dennis Houlihan, Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, coming at you from NAM 2019. We'll be back after these words. Around and follow me. 
on the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Right, and we are back at NAM 2019. We are across the street from Disneyland. Mike Castanon and me, Mike Etchart, with our good friend, the Sage of NAM, <laughs> Dennis Houlihan, former president of Roland US and a former uh, past chairman of NAM, a super groovy dude who has oh. been kind enough to come on the show. It's a pleasure. So many times. It's a, it's we, a, yes, we a, used to broadcast pleasure. when we were live. We would broadcast out of the Roland yeah. booth. I'm using an Edderall R9 that you were kind enough to give me probably 10 years you ago. You have excellent taste, and it still works. It's too. Still, I t this thing has been everywhere. That is an extraordinary it's product. It's a wonderful yeah. piece of... So yeah. I record everything digitally on this beautiful handheld. This came out around the same time that iPods did. It's roughly the same size and form factor. It was designed for stuff like this. Exactly. And, it, and it's it's proving its worth. That's great. It's That's fantastic. Great. Thank you again. It warms it, my heart. It, well, it, it's I use it at time and time again. Keep so using. I want to talk about, though... So you, of course, were president of Roland US. Roland is one of the biggest professional musical instrument companies in the, in world. the world. Yes. You were based here in the States, of course. It's a Japanese, Japanese company. Company based in Hamamatsu, and there's lots of similar relationships here. Foreign companies that, that have outposts here in the states. How does that work in terms of development of products and the input? Because the U.S. is, if not the biggest market, one of the biggest markets. True. How does that relationship work? Well, and I know it's a delicate dance. No, 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 no. It's it, it's pretty Maybe. straightforward okay. because we'll start with the Roland style. Mm -hmm. It's different for each company, but Roland believed that there were strong musical voices and people with product instincts in each major market. The United States, Canada, Japan, England, Germany, Italy. And Roland tapped into those resources and would get data, get styles, mm -hmm. get musical trends, and put those together and say, where's the commonality? Thus leading to a product that had strong global or international appeal. Ah. Some companies don't do that and say, hey, we made this and we're gonna sell it everywhere. And Roland believed in a much more collaborative process. I think other companies follow that as well. Mm -hmm. But that was Roland style, and that's one of the things that led to the success that Roland has enjoyed for decades is because the products, it's not one size fits all, but it sure feels good whatever country. Yeah. And, and Roland dug it down to the level of what rhythm patterns, what styles were hot in Italy or England or Japan. and built those in. So there was kind of a nascent appeal. And that company still builds and designs products in that style today. Well, and it is interesting. You see, well, and, and because we're talking about music, music has rich traditions in countries and regions that is can be dramatically different from other regions and countries. And that leads to different rhythm patterns, different accompaniments, yes. different voices, different styles. And rather than segregating them and saying, oh, who cares? It was more of an ear-opening experience to say, hey, listen to that. Isn't that a cool sound? What could you do with that with your style of music? Mm -hmm. And you stir that pot enough, and you end up with some magic musical alchemy. It's amazing. Yeah. That's, I think, what separates Roland from the rest of the companies. But other companies here are doing extraordinary things on the floor. I walk around, my head is spinning. My ears are going, wow. Well, and we were talking uh, in another segment. We were talking about how 
you know, in our generation, when we started playing in the late seventies and the early eighties, stuff was was so expensive, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. Uh, well, well, it, it, we, you didn't know it then. It, that's just how much stuff it cost. Right, right. And and when you look at now, how much you get for for a relatively small amount of money, it's really stunning how quickly things have changed. And that is so true. As you walk around the show, I have seen products that should be. Thousands of dollars, yes. and maybe were in a, in a generation ago or t- ten years ago, a couple of years ago, a couple of years. Now ago. they're hundreds. Yes, I mean I, I saw something. Not, I'm not here plugging Roland, but it just, it's just—it's sure. one of the first things that stuck in my memory. A new digital piano under a thousand dollars, with Alexa voice controlled. Oh my goodness! I've not in. seen that. So you can say Alexa, increase the volume, decrease the volume. Alexa, play this song, and it brings up a file. Yeah, and Alexa. Eliminate the accompaniment, so you can do the accompaniment yourself, all voice controlled. Amazing, amazing. Wow. And you're talking about a price point of whatever, what, cheap, cheap, well under a thousand, well under a thousand, yeah, which which is so cool. And yeah, to see the power, what used to be a monster size amp, is now like a carry on size yes, thing. No. And so better quality, uh, better speakers, better audio, smaller size, incredible value, which opens up the whole music making opportunity for a younger generation that's yes. much more affordable, much much more within the grasp of more people, which is great for the business, Yeah, for and all it, companies. And and just, if I want to just peel one thing out of there, digital pianos, you know, we, we all came up, you came up in the area oh, yeah. of home yeah. organs, right. I came up in the, in the era of electric pianos, uh-huh. Wurlitzers and Rhodes, that you wanted them to sound like pianos, they sounded like something else, and in fact, they went in a place, a different place, and we talked about that we, last and that year. And that sounds s- right. sustains to this day, yeah. as that characteristic sound. That's right, sound. that characteristic yeah. sound, but you know, when you have in, in, the ability to have an acoustic piano sound in such a light device, and that sounds fantastic, relatively cheap, and, and for the purest... We can only with, dream about that. With a feel. With, with a feel, feel. So that it feels right. like an acoustic piano. It has piano. the same action as yeah, an acoustic it, it, piano. Yeah, it's extraordinary. And it is re- a remarkable times we live in. Oh, and to be a music-making individual, you, we are spoiled by the choices. Well, you, you can't help walk... Th- you walk through all of this cacophony. Yes. And you... Oh, that, that looks good. And then you listen. That really sounds good. Yes. That would be fun to play. Fun to have in my home, added to my home studio. And you know, thank God you can't buy products on the floor. Yes, because <laughs> that's right. My, my credit card, card would be maxed yeah, out. Exactly, Absolutely. exactly. But that's so, a, it's an exciting time for the business. And I think for retailers as well, be they brick and mortar or online, because the, the buzz about these products and the way technology is being applied is going to lead to more music makers and more commercial opportunities. Indeed. The buzz starts here. And with that note, we need to take a commercial break. And Dennis, we got to thank you for being on the show. It's, it's so great play. to have you. I'll, let's do it again. We will do it again next year. I can almost guarantee it. Fantastic. All right, folks. We're coming right back from NAM. It's Pop Tech Radio. This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. We'll be right back. My dad is a proud doer, always building, repairing, or maintaining something. He relies on Craftsman tools, and I do the same. Today, Craftsman mechanics tools, metal storage, and lighting are available from your favorite retailers. But that's only the beginning. A full line of retooled and refined products are on the way. Find your favorite store at Craftsman.com and stay tuned for more big news from this trusted American brand.
And we're back. Hey, we are at NAM 2019. It's Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchart with my good friend Mike Castanon. Yes. Oh, a lot. in there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes, indeed. And my other friend, who I just saw two and a half weeks ago in Las Vegas, he's Gary Boss. He is from Audio Technica. Gary, how are the feet holding up? Uh, feet are great, uh, surprisingly enough. Yeah, yes, back right? is maybe a little sketch, but <laughs> I've been traveling with a foam roller. This oh, is my good. endorsement. I'm, a, I'm an advocate for things I really like. I can uh, throw that out there. You right? may, of course. I don't have a brand. It's just a big piece of foam that okay. you roll on, thus the name. So, Well, you know, and when you work in this business, and, and again, you go from CES... Two weeks later, you're at NAM, and that's you're correct. based in the Midwest someplace. Uh, that's a lot of traveling. That and was 13 inches of snow when I left, by the way. That's right. And I'm sorry for the weather here. It's only 70 degrees today here. No, it's, it's nippy out. It's nippy out. You, you can wear a sweatshirt. That's right. You wear a sweatshirt. But Audio-Technica, not only a consumer company, they are a professional company, which is why you are here chatting with us. That is true. And you are a musician yourself? Uh, well, I'm a drummer, so I don't know if you'd consider Come me a musician. I was, I was, I was giving you a soft. Well, you could have just said yes. You didn't have to qualify with the drummer. Oh, come comment. on now. Uh, all right, you can. It's okay. So what are you, what do you, let's talk about this, some of the great products that Audio-Technica has that are geared toward professionals. That's correct. Certainly microphones and headphones in both categories, obviously. Right. Uh, let's talk about microphones, for crying out loud. Okay, so microphones, it's, it's interesting because Audio-Technica at its very core is a transducer company. So that's pretty much the same technology in a phono cartridge to a headphone to a microphone. Right. So uh, because we have that basic kind of core technology, um, we really spread across a lot of professional verticals. So we do broadcast and theater and corporate and all the things. But here at NAM, as you can tell by the people carrying drumsticks in their back pocket and guitar picks around their necks, <laughs> um, we're focusing on more of the musician thing. So we're, yeah. we're really focusing here primarily on live sound and studio microphones. Mm. So Well, and with the advent of home studios... Everybody needs a good microphone, just like they need a good pair of headphones. That's correct. So the thing that's interesting, that's a good segue, and we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but so Audio-Technica became a very, uh, a big proponent of the home studio back when that transition was mm -hmm. happening. One of our first professional microphones, the 4033, ah. was a very groundbreaking yeah. microphone in the sense that it broke the $1,000 barrier for a professional studio microphone, and that was about the time digital recording was about happening. Yeah. And um, it really kind of was one of the, in my opinion, products that paved the way to make professional sound and recordings at home. So fast forward 2019, um, we're still selling to musicians. However, we have a new vertical or a new group of customers who have cropped up, and that is the streamers and podcasters. Yeah, of course. And the thing that's interesting is that their needs for a transducer, i.e. microphone, are really no different than a professional studio. So you want articulation, you want clarity, you want low noise. So there was a kind of migration of our sales of our 20 series microphones that naturally happened into the podcast and to the home into the uh, streamer community. Uh, so here at the show, we have actually. Can I talk about product? Product? Yes, of course. That's why you're here. Ethereal no, 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 no. Musings. People want to know what to buy and what you're showing. Yeah. So, so what we've done is we've taken four of our most popular uh, studio microphones 
that have kind of crossed that bridge into the podcast stream community, and we've bundled in, bundled them in what we call a turnkey solution. In other words, Bingo, yeah. uh, you buy one box and you're good to go. So we have four new podcast streamer packs, which include the microphone, mm -hmm. a boom arm, which is what you clip onto your desk and has little springy things in it. So it looks like you're on a radio station. That's right. And a, a set of headphones, and that's all in one bundle at a compelling, if I do say so, price. And um, we do a lot of gaming shows where a lot of streamers and podcasters yeah. go. And one of the things I found is we talk to people in audio terms. And many streamers and podcasters ain't audio guys, right. you know? They're gamers they, and, and, and they don't want to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so they didn't even know where to find a boom arm or what it was even called, even though they're readily available everywhere. So, um, you know, through that kind of knowledge and, uh, you know, just kind of talking to the end user, we put these packs together and uh, they're going really, really good. And, and uh, here, uh, for my setup, I'm using a mixer and I have XLR Correct. cables. So your microphones, I assume, are also USB microphones or have that ability. Good, good question. So actually, two of the packs... Mm -hmm are USB. So essentially, the thing that's really cool about it is we've pre-threaded the boom arm with the USB cable. Oh, um, that's handy. Which is, and, it, and a lot of these people who are streaming, it looks really good on video, right? It's yeah. not all clunky and look all crappy. Um, two of the systems are XLR, so you would need uh, external interface of some sort, whether it's a mixer with USB output or a USB interface. So really what we've done is we, we've done two analog and two digital to USB. Perfect, exactly. Yep. But but especially in the case of USB, if you're new to the game and you're not really familiar with gear, so to speak. And game structure is exactly a biggie. Exactly, right. Yeah, the USB thing is a no-brainer. Yep. It's turnkey. Think about it and if you're new to this world. And then you can refine yourself or, or whatever you want to do and learn more. But Correct. this, like you said, it's a one-box solution. And my goodness, podcasting and streaming is so hot, so huge. So many people are doing it. Yeah. And this is kind of a wonderful opportunity for them to pop right in without a, great, a lot great of great way to expand, right, the market. Well, and for you guys, what a great new market. Well, exactly. I, I would say, so I, I don't want to be pandering because I don't want people to think that we're jumping on a trend, right? I don't want to be, oh, now we're the streaming company no, or now we're yeah. the podcasting company. The There's reality is we've known about this and we've been creating and speaking to these guys all along. I created a... Uh, how to do voiceover video, you know, a few years ago. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just now what we're doing is we're kind of taking the products which totally suit that market and just make it a little easier to purchase. I just don't want to, you know, I want to make certain that people understand that we, we respect those guys. We're not pandering to a trend. This, yeah. is, these, this is a viable yeah. media right. uh, that people are, are doing right well, and, now. And, and super important to recognize what those people need. They're, right. new, they're new to this and you've kind of you've given them what they need, which yeah. is fantastic. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're talking with Gary Boss. He is from Audio Technica. We are all at the NAM show across the street from Disneyland, hanging out. It's 2019. It's Pop Tech Radio. We're coming right back after these words.
Weather Advisory is an invitation to own the roads in the Dodge Charger, America's only four-door muscle car with all-wheel drive, to take the winter by storm in a Dodge Durango, the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive in its class, and to burn some rubber and melt the snow in the Dodge Challenger, the first all-wheel drive muscle coupe. Don't miss the Dodge President's Day event. Based on 2019 Ward's Miss High Sport Utility Vehicle Segment. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty Vehicle Segment. Excludes other FCA US LLC vehicles. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, Gary Boss from Audio Technica. This is the uh, second time you've been on in a month on that the is radio correct. show. We love having you. Thanks for coming. Good to be here. We were in, when we've been in two different cities together, strangely right. enough. Mm-hmm. But this is where I live. You don't live here. I don't live here. Okay, but it's sunny here. You should live here. I should. <laughs> Except for, I don't know if I should. All right. I think <laughs> where you do you live? I live in uh, the wonderful world of Northeast Ohio. There you go. Northeast where, Ohio. Okay. Where my house probably costs the same as your carport. <laughs> That's so true. We are talking tech with Gary and Audio Technica. And I would be remiss, Gary, if I didn't talk about turntables. Uh, we talked about turntables on our CES segment. We did. Uh, you still have turntables. You still make wonderful turntables. I believe you're the market leader in turntables. Uh, I, I'm just going to throw that out there because we're, it's we're, great stuff. We're, we're, you know, we, we you do make okay. a few turntables. You make a few turntables. Right. Uh, you are showing turntables here. A little we bit are. different audience here, isn't it? Or a different uh, consumer that's, that's here. That's correct. So... Um, one of the things, you know, when we talked at CES, we were talking about home listening turntables mm-hmm. primarily, and we know that that's, you know, that's huge. Audio Technica never left the space. To uh, your credit, by the way. That's right. We're one of the few phono cartridge manufacturers still and never left that That's game. the needle, folks, in that's case right. you remember. Uh, we call them a stylist. Thank you. I know. But it's all right. Needle's fine for the layperson. You know, I, I understand. Um, but so at, at, at this show, we're actually showing a, this is a professional show. It's a trade show. We're yeah. showing our trade turntables, which would be uh, turntables that are making people money. And those are our DJ turntables, yeah. which we have two. We have the 1240, and we have the new piece, which we just launched here at the show, the uh, ATLP 140. Okay. Uh, and for the layman, because uh, I know a little bit about turntables, yeah. but I'm not a DJ, um, what's the difference? Um, well, uh, I will tell you. Okay. Uh, so DJ turntables and the DJ needs, um, first of all, they have to be very rugged and robust. Sure. In other words, uh, turntables at home, it's, it's a very precise device for an analog device, just essentially with a stylus tracking a groove. So they tend to be very sensitive and delicate, the ones at home. I mean, they hold up and whatnot. Sure. But DJs need to pack them up and transport them in a case. So they tend to be much more robust and, and rugged. Uh, they tend to be uh, direct drive. So the motor yeah. directly drives the platter. Where As on opposed a home, to a belt drive? That's correct, mm-hmm. where, where the motor is separated from the platter and connected by a belt. Um, they tend to have very high torque motors because DJs want, need to start and stop their records very quickly. And they tend to be very heavy. So I think our turntable is like 23 pounds or something. So, Stout. Yeah, so the plinth, which is the base of the turntable, is very robust. And the platter itself is very heavy with a 
very thick rubber backing because what you're trying to do, if you're in a nightclub, if anyone's ever been, and you know how your shirt moves and things move around, well, that's that's the air moving, and you want to isolate all that resonance from getting back through the record into the stylus. Oh. So the turntable needs to be very dense and very have have a high degree of anti-resonance. So that's that's a biggie for the for the DJs. Yeah, well, that's a that's a pretty serious part little. Uh, piece of engineering to get all that right it is it is and um probably lastly what the what the djs really require in a in a home device you are very keen on having it play at exactly the speed 33 and a third with no variation as uh the engineer and musician intended now in the dj world many times you toy with that so you will speed it up or slow it down so our ta- turntables, our DJ turntable, the new one, will actually go plus or minus 8%, plus or minus 16 and plus or minus 24%. So they can uh, do it either for creative use mm-hmm. to make it sound different, or they can do it to what they call beat match. So when you're in a club and you get your groove on and you, they put the next song on, they can play with that timing to make the beat kind of seamless into the next song. Interesting. And of course, they're using two. Yes. Typically, they will use two uh, because you will have one song playing and then you will crossfade on your mixing console or DJ mixer to the second turntable. So you have seamless song transitions from one to the next. And and you're often monitoring that first one while the second one is playing or vice versa, right? Correct. Queuing up stuff for the next set. And that's all kind of the function of that uh, mixer there. You have crossfade and headphone cue and all that kind of fun stuff. And how big has that market become lately? I mean, it's always been there. It never went away, actually. Well, Well, what I can say is there's kind of like a bunch of different DJ guys. Uh, you can't just say DJ and apply it all. There's the wedding and event guy. Sure. Those guys will typically do MP3s or some kind of digital file. Although some that specialize, they will do some vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some people that actually use a turntable and they don't play music off of it. They use a program called Serato and they're using the record to actually manipulate digital files. Ah. Yes, which is I've very interesting. Yeah. So that's another criteria. Then you have the turntablist, or what I call the wiki wacky guy. You know, the <laughs> which, 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 that guy. That's what Mike is, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a uh, DJ Mike. So that's a uh, another guy. Yeah. And then what we're seeing at the trend is are these guys using turntables as an audiophile music playback, and they're spinning records. They're not back cueing. They're not doing that. And that's where we excel. We are a very high-fidelity company that has entered into the DJ space. So these people looking to have very high-fidelity playback of the vinyl, yeah. that's where we excel. That's where you guys All right. And we got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with another quick segment with you, if that's okay. Hey, whatever. Right on. I'm Gary here. Boss from Audio Technic in the house. I'm learning a ton. I don't know about you, Mike. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I know a little bit about DJs, but I know a lot more now. Yeah. All right, hang on to that thought, folks, because we're coming right back. It's Pop Tech Radio. This is our beginning. Coming to an end. Well, you wanted something better, man. No one ever said, give it a bit. No one ever said, give it less. We say, give it everything. 
The world wasn't built by half-measures, by the half-hearted. So when we set out to build our boldest SUV ever, we didn't hold anything back. Introducing the all-new Telluride. Kia. Give it everything. Expected spring 2019 in limited quantities. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio, presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Now, here's your host. Hey, we are back. Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, Mike Castanon, Gary Boss from Audio Technica. In our last segment of the show, guys, of this particular episode, so it goes so fast. It goes so fast. So, I, uh, so Gary, we didn't really talk about what you're showing, not you, but what Audio Technica has in store for the consumers in a few of these other little cool categories you do, all of which are awesome. What, 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 what do you got showing at the show t- today? Well, we're, we're highlighting our studio and live microphones, so you can actually go demo them, and oh, that's nice. kind of fun. Yes. A lot of people don't get that opportunity many times in music stores, or especially online, obviously, yes. so it's great to actually hands-on. Um, we have the DJ products, which we talked about okay. earlier. We have another uh, very unique product. Uh, the ATH M50X headphone has been a studio staple. That's a pro headphone, and it's... it's I have used them many times. It's pretty ubiquitous yes. now within within the studio environment, uh, so much so that consumers began to purchase these. Uh, so they're like, hey, I'm getting the sound of the studio, and I'm walking around listening to my music, you know? And uh, we can't control the channel. That's great. I love it <laughs> if they buy them. But they really weren't built for a consumer audience. So what we've actually done is released a Bluetooth version of oh, the M50X here. Nice. And uh, you can make calls. It's Bluetooth. You would never use it in the studio, obviously. This is purpose-built for a consumer, but it has that same sonic signature of our studio headphones. So that's a big launch for us. We're really excited about that. Um, we also have our podcast that we talked about. Right. We have some nice drum packs for people. You know, I know you're a drummer. So no, I'm not a drummer. I'm oh, a I thought you're a drummer. I'm a drummer. I thought, I thought you were a drummer. <laughs> no. So we have four. Packs. I make fun of drummers, but oh, I'm not a drummer. I make fun of. Drummers. I know you do. Uh, so we have four new uh, drum packs that we, we've. Oh, launched. cool. Okay. And um, drum packs is the, is the collection of microphones for drums. Right. Yes. So we yeah. have a four pack and a seven sure. pack, depending on the size of venue you're playing. And then we have a kind of entry level and a pro user level, and it comes in a case, and it's it kind of takes. The guess it's pretty work. handy, yeah. It's you know, super handy. As a drummer, I never wanted people to tell me what mics to use. Yeah. But most drummers are not. I have a very interesting skill set where I'm a microphone expert and I'm a drummer. Yeah, but that's rare. Most drummers really want to know what, what we want to curate for them. So yeah. we've curated what we would put on a drum kit. So so there's that. And then we also have, we do a ATM 350. It's a microphone solution. We have a woodwind mount and we have a clip-on mount yeah, for yeah. horns. We have all these mics and we've actually introduced two new mounts to the show. We have the ATM 350S for surface mount, but don't let that fool you. It's actually an accordion microphone. I believe, and accordions are hot. In fact, I'm literally going to go and um, I'm interested in buying an accordion. So there we go. Yeah. So I can get you a mic for it. Okay. And then uh, we also have the ATM 350GL, which is actually a mic that mounts on an acoustic guitar. So it kind of clamps uh, on the edge of the guitar. Yeah. And the thing that's nice is I know most guitars have transducers or little piezo pickups in them. 
they don't sound great. In fact, they, they sound terrible. Yeah, they don't give you the warmth and the breadth of the guitar like you would in a studio. So this gives you constant positioning. It's a big gooseneck that hangs off the side of the guitar, and uh, you can position it how you like, but it'll give you some, some of the fretboard, and it'll give some of the body of the guitar, and it's consistent no matter how you jump around the stage wow. or even in a studio. So Lovely. that's what we got here. And if folks want to find out more about the products, what's the website? Uh, that would be www. That's yep. World Wide Web. Uh-huh. Thank and you. I'm writing that down. Yeah. audio hyphen Technica.com. There you go. Audio hyphen Technica. Dash to me and you. Right. And Technica is like technical with Noel. There you go. Exactly. Right. Gary, it's always fun to have you on the show. Oh, always. Thanks for to coming be here. on, man. Thanks. And enjoy the time in, in sunny Southern California. Will do, Mike. All right. Good to having you here. And Mike Castan, we got to wrap up this edition of, of Pop Tech Radio. Oh, goes, my goodness. I know. It's, it's, we've it's already, gone quickly. We've done two shows while we've been sitting here. It goes so fast. Yes. And it's so fun to have Gary on the show and learn about turntables and DJ stuff. And and you learned what a plinth is. I've learned what a plinth is. Yes. I'm <laughs> that, still not sure what it is, actually. That's the basis. Swing that's, by the booth. Yeah, swing by the booth. <laughs> and, and we'll swing by the booth for an educational we'll show you seminar. Our on, <laughs> we'll show you our plinths. There you have it on that note. So, Mike, what are you going to go see as soon as we wrap up this show? What's the first thing you're going to go see? Guitars, amps? Gosh, it's probably, stuff? it'll probably be, be the guitars, right? Yeah, the guitars. So. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep away. Yes. It's hard to keep away. All right. Listen. On that note, thanks for listening in, folks. We are. This is part of our continuing coverage from NAM 2019. Uh, don't forget, we are podcast everywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple iTunes and many, many others, of course. So if you want to go back and check out past shows, we are right there, 24/7. All those shows are podcasts, so do check us out there. I want to thank my good friend Mike Castanon for joining me at the show today, and thank you, Michael, for having me here my again pleasure. for the eighth or ninth. We don't know. We don't. Whatever know. year. We, we, we've lost count. It's happen so quickly and uh, big thanks to Cody Castleberry he is my producer and engineer and editor though I appreciate that work uh, that he does for me so folks thanks for listening in for Pop Tech Radio I'm Mike Eshart we will see you next time space and time in the afterlife will she have my kids will she be my wife she might just be my everything The big news from Subaru is the all-new three-row Ascent. It's the biggest SUV from Subaru ever. There's room for seven or eight passengers with a choice of second-row captain's chairs or bench seating. It'll tow up to 5,000 pounds. It has the interior space you need for your whole crew. And it gets you where you want to go with the safety of a Subaru, including standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. The all-new three-row Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. Maximum towing capacity varies by trim level, and trailer brakes may be required. See your retailer for details.